0: The Off the Rails Podcast, a deep dive into Dynasty, Devy, and other degenerate forms of fantasy football. Please welcome your host, Ben and James. Off the Rails Podcast, talking about what a football. Off the Rails Podcast, Dynasty Devy, Auction Super Hello, and welcome to the Off the Rails Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, James here with my fellow degenerate, Ben. Ben, say hello to the people. Hello, people. Very enthusiastic. Always appreciate it. On today's episode, we'll be covering the first half of our second round, our rankings 13 through 18, followed in the next episode by the remainder of the second round, 19 through 24. We're really excited to cover uh, these players with you today. Uh, But please go back and listen to the first couple uh, of episodes, uh, if you haven't already, that cover the top 12, because on this podcast, you won't be hearing a lot of the familiar names uh, that you have to this point. But first, it is worth mentioning uh, that we are Chiefs fans. Uh, Those of you who listened um, to our intro pod um, heard us cover that. We had actually planned to do a post Super Bowl celebration podcast, uh, but unfortunately, we got too drunk and didn't make it home to be able to podcast. So, uh, to all of you out there, we are sorry that you didn't get to hear that from us and the joy within <laughs> us from that day. It would
1: have been it would have been so good. I, and like, actually, it probably would have been awful, like hard hard to hear for most people, but it would have felt good, James. It, it re- would have been re- really cathartic.
0: It really would have. I mean, the majority of the podcast probably would have been just the two of us yelling Chiefs into the pot into the into the yeah. mics, just yeah, over yeah. and over. Yeah, just,
1: maybe, maybe some some hop chalk, some yeah. things along those lines. Exactly. At the end of the day, though, getting like super drunk with a bunch of other Chiefs fans in the streets was also cathartic for me. So.
0: Yeah, I cannot tell you how much, uh, being here in Phoenix, I wished that I could have had the scene that you did and be able to just walk down the street and high-five people. Um, Fuck
1: yeah, dude. Everyone was was my best friend on Sunday night, dude. I'm honestly lucky that I'm not, like, fucking disgustingly sick right now. It was like, oh yeah, dude, all kinds of high-fives and hugs with strangers. It's it's over my limit for, you know, (laughs) stranger contact (laughs) in a normal day.
0: Yeah, I have been sick this week. I don't. I don't know if that's. Uh, I know that's contributed. Fucking hilarious. Contributed, but, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I'm podcasting hurt fans. Yeah, of yeah, uh, play through the podcast. pain, James. Um, I'm playing th- <laughs> playing through the pain for you, the listener. Um, but yeah, I really wish I could have been doing the high fiving of of people in the streets. You know, you got a little bit of that. Uh, but I was also wearing shorts. Because it's Phoenix and it's February it does, in Phoenix. This is so, the, James. Um, when
1: there's Super Bowls, I I don't give a shit about your weather. It's like you know, oh yeah, it's cold. I don't care. You know, okay. we, want, we want a Super Bowl.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> uh, the people probably don't want to hear any more of that from us, other than go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Uh, two of the happiest people in the world because of uh, fuck yeah. the results of that game, uh, and now we're gonna go ahead and just dig right in. Starting with uh, Ben's number 13 player.
1: Okie dokie, James. Um, I am going with Tyler Johnson, Minnesota. Like that? Reaction. Insert reaction here.
0: I I like Tyler Johnson. I I don't have him at at 13, Um, I have him at 16. Uh, but that's because of how much I like the other guys I have in front of him. Uh, but I, you know, I'd love love to hear what you have to say about him. And then uh, no,
1: no, no, that's all good. Um, super athletic, uh, dude. His production resume over the course of his whole career, incredibly good. Um, I believe he's got really good natural instincts. Like, yeah, he seems to, yeah, just kind of like sink right into the open space and zone coverages. He's got legit deep speed. I think. Um, I like generally think he is a all-around, like pretty exciting athlete. Um he is let's see, he's 6'2, 205. So he's like a little bit of one of those uh taller, lighter weight type of ratio guys. But again, like I think that helps him move really, really well in the tight spaces and in his route running and things like that. His route running's very good. Um he has got a few drops and, and, and some things like that. Um the level of competition. I mean, Minnesota, whatever. I, you know, he 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 played some legit teams. I I don't know if you watched uh, the Auburn game, in which he like absolutely destroyed them. So it's like I, you know, I think he's going to be a good pro player. I think he'll be drafted relatively early. Um, I'm I'm into it. I'm into it.
0: So uh, the first comment that I have is: You think he's a very good athlete?
1: I mean, how, where do where we draw the line? Do, do you want my 40-time my and, and thing projections?
0: Yeah, because uh, from, in, in my opinion, watching him, I, I felt that he had pretty average athleticism, which is honestly why he would, didn't even didn't make it into my first round. Like, his, his production in college, his size, uh, everything, like, that's the type of player that, that would land in, in my first round usually, but it, it was his athleticism that, that kept him out for me. Ah
1: man, I don't know. I, he looks pretty athletic to me. I mean, like he can jump, jump like fucking crazy. I mean, I I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're not seeing the exact same things. Um, I mean, I had him at a four four seven and like a thirty eight inch vertical, and that sounds like that's like way outside of the ballpark of what you were thinking it was going so to be. So I
0: I can see the vertical. Yeah, I, I I saw him as a like high four fives guy. High um, four fives. Yeah. yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't know. We we shall see. We shall see. But uh, I mean, I don't know, dude. I, the, his his biggest trait is not his speed. There's some other guys that are going to be here on this list where it's like, no, dude, that's that's what he does. He's fucking fast. Um, but Tyler Johnson's thing is, is route running. I mean, dude, he's an excellent yep. route runner. But but he, he also brings a lot of other a lot of other things to the table. So he does. I mean, it sounds like whatever you said. You've got him at 16. You you obviously like him as well. So uh, I, we're not I, too I far
0: off base there. I do. I do like him a lot. But.
1: Oh yeah, I, I also mentioned to you that uh, I had been taking a look at uh, dominators and breakout ages, and uh, he was a 57.2 percent, um, 98th percentile dominator in uh, his senior year. And then you know, he broke out at 19. That's 90th percentile on the breakout age. So other things that he's got going in his favor.
0: Yeah, checking checking a lot of the boxes um, I mean two legit seasons of production uh, both both last year and this year eclipsing a thousand yards thousand um, yards double-digit touchdowns both both seasons so over over 15 yards of reception so he's definitely checks a lot of the a lot of those boxes and um it, he'll be another one of those guys for me that uh, if he does check that athleticism box, that will, that will totally change things for me. And, and, and I could see if he, if he runs in the four fours, he'll, he'll definitely be a first round, uh, prospect for me. So I, I, I have oh, I, no, okay. I have no issues with you, I mean, do- with you having him at, at 13, you know, me having him at 16. I just, um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it, when I was watching him, he just he did not he did not look that that fast to me. So, um, uh, yeah, that's
1: fine, man. We we will see. We will see when the combine rolls around. It's really only a few weeks away at this point. And like, I I am open to being wrong about many of my guesses here. So, um, and like right now, I'm mostly putting it down because it's like I am trying to log away. This is what I I think this guy looks like right now on tape so that when I actually get the real numbers in, it's pretty easy for me to sit there and say, okay, this guy either rung in above or below what I was expecting, and then that makes it easier for me to move them accordingly. So we'll see how, we'll see how that goes for me. That makes sense. All right, man. You want to give me your 13?
0: I do. And uh, and I'm, I'm willing to bet it's not a huge surprise to you. Uh, somebody I had to fight to not include in 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 my first round I mean I know we're at 13 here obviously that's gonna be the thing but uh, I have a history with this player and it is you know Benjamin oh shit okay um so i I know uh, so the, the his height weight that are that are listed everywhere is like 510 210 or 5'10", Um. 205 uh, I can't remember if you mentioned. On the on the podcast or in conversations between the two of us, what he weighed in at the Senior Bowl at one ninety five, which is that was on the podcast, which is a little scary, Um, right? I don't know if he is just slimming down to get ready to just demolish the combine. I I, you know I don't I don't know. Uh, I James okay
1: just. Quick question on that because, like, I I get this concept of slimming down to destroy the combine, but at the same time, th- they weigh you there and they measure your height and stuff. And like, if you ring in at one ninety five, I like most teams are going to view that as a whatever a, a si- side piece type of back.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I and again, we'll we'll okay. see we'll see what happens at the combine. But dude, I when I was watching his tape again, I just. I just couldn't see another guy uh, that that I haven't already mentioned that I liked more than him. I mean, dude, he yeah. is he is shifty. He has great vision. He has good hands and is smooth out of the backfield. Um, it's again, it's crazy that he's at one ninety five because that dude is is a tough tackle. Seems very difficult to bring down. Uh, really tough in the open field. Uh, he's he's got great top end speed. I mean, all of these things, like all the characteristics of a back that I want, other than that prototypical, like 215 plus size, are, are, he checks all of those boxes for me, uh, in, including production. So I'm, uh, I was disappointed to see you know, just, just where it was that he, uh, that, like you said, that he came in at, at the lower weight. But um I mean, dude, in, in college, he had over eighty receptions.
1: Yeah, no, look, I I've got like all kinds of positive things written down here for Eno you know, Benjamin. Uh, elusive. I mean, dude, he runs with great power, obviously, I, and you know, you saw this on tape too. He he hits people. He runs a lot of people over. The, he does the weight, and, and again, man, at, at like multiple times throughout the the like the last several seasons or whatever. I feel like he has had an advertised weight of. At least like the two hundred five ish to two hundred ten range, or something like that. Um,
0: That's what I saw everywhere. It's yeah. 205, hundred five, two ten.
1: So I, I I don't know. Yes, what I see on tape, dude, is a is a fucking awesome player. Um, I will tell you right now, and I you know I don't know how this will sit with you, but it's like he's not in my top twenty
0: four. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> and look, man, I, 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 this is 100% because of the weight. And I know that that might seem crazy, but I, I would dare you to point to me the 195-pound back that has existed in the NFL for any period of time with, with any kind of a significant role. LeSean like McCoy. a fantasy-relevant role. LaShawn McCoy is not 195, bro. What are you smoking? He is like 210, 215 maybe even. Like you could point to like a Tariq Cohen or somebody like that and he's like flashed and like he's had fantasy relevant games but okay. it's like you know I again what is, I am like what totally open Singletary to moving him at
0: up last year
1: um I don't know uh we could look it up real quick I it was more than 195
0: yeah like right at 200
1: Is that what you're seeing? 203 Yeah yep. I mean I mean dude like I, and, you know, I, again, maybe he will get bigger. Maybe there is. This is some slimming down process. I really don't. I really don't necessarily know. Um, if he comes into the combine or whatever and he's got a higher weight and, you know, then I think he'll move up my board. I Dude, I, there is a piece of me, though, that also thinks that he is not very fast. And when I say not very fast, I mean like maybe a four, six, three plus kind of guy. And if, if that ends up being the case or whatever, that's for a guy, his size, obviously it's a, it's a very challenging to make a living in the NFL that way. Uh, And like, I don't know how much, if he is 195 and that is the playing weight, I don't know how much of what he did in college is going to translate to the next level. I know this is a bold stance by me because like most, most other people are still pretty high on, Eno Benjamin, his college tape was so much fun to watch. Awesome player. Um, awesome college player i just you know we shall see if his if his weight goes up by the time we get to combine pro days or something like that or whatever we we may be moving him a little bit but yeah that's where i sit
0: right now so wow okay well there we go uh anything else to add on him other than how much you hate him <laughs> i
1: don't think like you were listening to what i was saying i i like him a lot i think i think he's an amazing player i just don't think a 195 pound back that runs potentially a 4-6 or something in that range as a place in the nfl just no matter how good you are
0: so yeah, yeah i i i think it's it's crazy to have him outside of your top 24 but um this is exactly why we didn't share our rankings with each other before know, sitting down for this because. Well, no, I, um, I think
1: it would have been logical for both of us to assume that I had him high. I've I've been a fan of his all throughout the process. He's he was like a Devi darling of sorts for me last year,
0: and um, and, uh, and and literally, if if the people go back and listen to the last episode. You said you had him in your top 12 until he showed up to the senior bowl at 195.
1: <laughs> yeah, like no, no, no. His skill set is good enough that if he was a back that was like 205 to 210, then yes, I would be looking at him, you know, as as a potential fringe fringe first rounder, early second rounder, kind of thing. Like where you have him?
0: I'm um yeah, I'm not going to let this random this one way in kind of at the senior bowl like post football season like I I'm I'm uh, I'm going to wait till the combine uh and and yeah if he shows up at at that weight but i'm i'm still i'm operating as if that way and never happened and uh,
1: (laughs) just put those fucking blinders up and march on forward i like i like it i like it
0: (laughs) i love i love him too much to uh to let that happen
1: no that's fine dude i understand i understand completely all right well do you do you want to hear my fourteen?
0: I, uh, yeah, let me, let me just get mine out of the way. Cause we've, uh, we've already covered him and it's, uh, okay. ju- and it's Justin Jefferson. So for those okay. of you that want our thoughts on, uh, on Justin Jefferson, uh, listen to the last podcast, uh, where we, where we covered him at length. Uh, he was in Ben's top 12, uh, but he was not in mine. So, uh, so he came in for me at 14 and, uh, and Ben, now you can, you can go ahead and, and share yours. Great. I
1: have Brian Edwards, wide receiver from South Carolina, as my number 14, um, which I'm sure isn't totally surprising to you. You know how, that I like Brian Edwards. Um, I, th- I thought this past season was pretty good for him. Uh, he put down a lot of so- a solid tape. I mean, dude, it's it's hard. He's not obviously like setting any records with the stats like any of the years he's been at South Carolina, but um uh, it has been i like by my estimations a a pretty awful situation the quarterback play was was pretty bad in the games that i watched i mean there's all kinds of like crazy overthrows uh and he got open a lot and had like a lot of balls thrown his way that were just like completely uncatchable um and so uh, that that plays into some of this and like i feel like some of the lack of recognition that he has gotten um but i do think that he is going to be a pretty studly athlete and he's a big dude like i again right into the like Ben mold of wide receiver at six three two fifteen. 15. Yep. Um, awesome. Deep ball receiver, man. He's got, I think he's got pretty good long speed. Like I think he's got a legit sixth gear. Um, and I, I think he's going to be able to be a, a, a pretty immediate, like downfield threat in the NFL. Like I, but I think he's also got a, a bevy of other things that he can do for a team, uh, work over the middle and things like that. And, you know, probably more stuff that he can continue to learn to do. Um,
0: Those hips are pretty tight. His
1: highlights are his his, his, whatever, dude, he's 6'3, 215. Sure. His hips are tighter than, than the average guy. That is a big route running guy. You're not necessarily going to ask this guy to do those exact same things. Um, But like, yeah, man, when you're talking about a jump ball guy, like he's, he's pretty fucking good, dude. His body control in the air is elite
0: it is. Yeah. No. And he beats people up to the catch point, like, and just beats people up. He's a big, big, strong man. Uh, I have him at 20. So still, still in, uh, still in my top 24. I, um, you know, you have a storied past with Brian Edwards and the same way that I do with, with, you know, Benjamin, uh, I think you've been more invested in Brian Edwards in that uh, just kind of the, I think the history you have, the established, like... He's been somebody you've been high on for, for years at this point. Um, sure. And, uh, and I think that that's right. Well, I mean, when you talk about... I think you've got breakout age and stuff there. Um, I do. do you, hold on. Do you want to know
1: what his breakout age is?
0: It was like... Dude, it was before he was even 18, it was, it was it like, was,
1: he was 17.8 years old. It yeah. is a 100th percentile breakout age. James. Yeah. Yeah. One, one hundredth.
0: We also haven't seen him dominate, uh, in, in statistics. I mean, you know, you, you kind of mentioned it, but he never even, ecl- he never James, even eclipsed 850 yards receiving.
1: Yeah. Okay. But like, this is where it comes into play and it's very important how bad South Carolina's offense was. Do you want to know what his dominator was last year? Sure.
0: 48.4%, 98th percentile. Okay. Mic drop, mic drop. I mean, dude, you know, that to me, that tells me that they're like, they were force feeding him touches. I mean, 71 receptions. Yes. Uh, I mean, 11, 11 yards a reception for, for somebody who's you're touting as a, uh, a downfield threat. I would, I would like to see more than 11 yards uh, per catch.
1: I mean, dude, he'll get more than eleven yards per catch in the NFL. That's he's not going to have the role that that team basically shoehorned onto him. But yes, he was clearly and obviously the best player on their team, and they wanted to funnel him the football as much as they possibly could, including manufacture touches and things like that. But honestly, man, like that's what the dominator rating is all about. Like that's considered a good thing when your team sits there and views you as the guy that they want to make sure gets their touches over and over again, kind of thing.
0: I agree, and I mean, you know, after after losing Debo who um, was also somebody who struggled with production in college just because of health and uh, you know Brian uh, Edwards was was the clear-cut guy there for that for that team this year um, and so I I totally understand it um, I agree with you on on the top end speed there too it was good to see a, a you know a guy that size be able to get up to speed um, so I'll be but I mean dude i I saw some stuff what what numbers where do you think he's gonna run? Where do you think he's gonna run so I think he's gonna
1: run like maybe a four or five low four or fives
0: okay okay because I saw um a a few people mentioning that they that he was gonna rub su- run sub four or five and like if he does then yeah, – I mean dude it's like, possible
1: i've like in my chart, I've got him down as a four or five even. If he ran in the high four nines or whatever, or the high four nines, the high four four nines or whatever, it would not surprise me. Um, I also have him as a thirty eight inch vertical. He is explosive, dude. He's he is one of the better like wide receiver athletes in this class. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, his highlights are sick. His highlights are super sick. I I don't. I, I feel like it's not hard to get on board the Brian Edwards train, but uh, we'll see. The combine's going to be huge for him, just just like it is for everybody. But um, and then and then obviously draft situation but he is a guy that like right now for me is a little bit of a sleeper to potentially go higher than than people might think so
0: yeah i mean again we're having all of these conversations pre-combine uh we're doing that intentionally it'll be really interesting to see what happens with with a lot of these guys when when they when they line up and 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 do the um their measurables and he's he's somebody that i'll definitely be interested in in seeing exactly how that goes um Another guy that yeah checks checks a lot of those boxes. Um, I just um, it was another guy that yeah he's he's got those like those those sick highlights, um, and I wonder like in the NFL now those and I talked about this on the previous podcast, but those big guys that go up and get it guys, um, I you know I don't know how much. Like where those guys fit in into the game as much as it is you dude, want maybe, you want to beat maybe, your guy one on one and yeah
1: maybe this is like a little bit of a uh, difference between the two of us I still believe obviously dude if you're out, like the route runner type is obviously having its heyday right now in the NFL and it's going to continue with the way that like the ru- the rules are continuing to change to to favor the wide receivers um, so. That's that's great, but like I also think that there is a lot of mismatch potential still with the with a big fast wide receiver, and there, I think that we have gotten away from it a little bit too much. And I'm expecting there to be a correction. That's that's basically what I'm predicting. There's going to be a correction. You cannot look at a big tall fast guy that has talent and sit there and say, ah, the NFL doesn't want you anymore. It's like I think at the end of the day, if there's big tall fast guys with talent or whatever, the NFL absolutely still wants those guys.
0: Yeah, and maybe maybe this is the class that uh, that brings them back. In the style, we'll see. Uh, we anything, shall see. anything else to add on uh, Brian Edwards?
1: No, not particularly. I, see um, I'm I'm looking over like some of my predictions here. I'm like most likely. My predictions are probably most likely like pro day numbers, <laughs> more than combine numbers. I, either that, or this is going to be like one of the most athletic classes um, that we've had in in a, in a while. You know, and and that wouldn't actually surprise me. I feel like
0: wouldn't surprise me every either. year that
1: goes by. We see more and more athletic classes, but it's like, dude, there are, there are fucking athletes in this class, so Brian Edwards, definitely one of them. All right. Who do you have at 14? Or, no, we already covered your 14. Give us your 15.
0: So my number 15 overall player is Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, Arizona State. Mm-hmm. F- figures. Figures. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, so I'll just give you a little bit here about him, and then uh, and then I'd like to hear where where you have him. uh we were sure. we were obviously a little bit far apart on on eno. i'm I'm hoping that's not the case here with with Iuk, but um,
1: James, spoiler alert. it is the case here with i
0: with Ayuk. so all right, typical, typical. okay. so uh six one two oh six uh to me. His explosiveness just jumps off the tape here. Like I watch him, and um, just the way that he's able to get up to speed is is really impressive. He's shifty and tough to tackle. Um, he is really well built. I mean this this type of wide receiver, this archetype that that I am uh, sort of targeting now more is the the like slot wide receivers built like running backs, and he matches that uh that style of player he tracks the ball well deep um you know he was so he was a juco transfer so a little bit of a late bloomer only has one year of college production uh of of, you know really good college production but it was it was a really legitimate year at arizona state um so obviously a big fan of him he's you know kind of my type of the the, the well-built slot guy um, love love to hear what you think about him
1: um, yeah no, I look I, I like him. I think that he's definitely an NFL caliber wide receiver. Um, I view him more as like a number two receiver kind of ceiling I, and like a lot of this just comes down to I, I don't know man it, it is like a feeling a little bit but just watching him on the tape. Like he did not jump out to me. He did not like jump out to me as somebody that I thought had the special skill set that is required to win at the NFL level. Uh, his route, his routes are still pretty raw, and like honestly, I also thought like lazy at times as well. Like from a physical standpoint, I agree with you. I am like all aboard this train of like the like six foot two hundred five to ten whatever type of wide receiver, like just like big, powerful guy kind of thing. That's gonna run across the middle of the field, and like from a physical standpoint, he does look like a guy that fits that mold incredibly well. He's got uh, arms that like look like they're like dangling around his knees, like there there he's gotta have like an enormous wingspan. I'm excited to get him measured at the combine. Um, he's got big ass hands, and and yeah, dude. So I think that there's there's a lot to like there, um, but for me again, I like you know, you know when we do these these rookie drafts. I am like always gunning for the upside. I am looking for the guys who I I think that guy's got something about him where he flashes in some special way. The way the way that he you know dominates the competition, whatever it is um, that looks like it's going to translate to the next level and like has like the potential for him to be a stud at the next level. Not just translate because there's a ton of guys that will watch that like will make it in the NFL, um, but that doesn't mean that they're going to make it onto our fantasy squads, kind of thing, you know? Yep. So he um, you know we'll see how he tests like I've got him, and like you talked about over and over about his explosiveness I've got him as like a four or five thirty five inch vertical kind of guy, and so like i obviously don't mm-hmm. have him qu- quite in the same like kind of class of explosiveness that I feel like you're describing here and and like if he jumps up a little bit in that area and if he runs routes well and stuff like that at the combine, i um you know could see him moving um but you know for me yeah, i've got him I've got him all the way back at twenty four so
0: yeah, no, and he has the kick and, and punt return chops for me. I mean, he even, he even took one to the house this year yeah, yeah. A, as, as a punt return. Um, That's right. what I, I was love-
1: saying, like, fig- figures are typical or whatever at the beginning of this. It's because I've got literally written into my notes here. It's like, oh, yeah, he returns punts and kicks, and he's, like, really good at it. James, James is going to be all over this guy. And, yeah, no, predictably, uh, yeah, you were higher on him than me. By a decent amount, so and
0: and and for me, that like that special thing that guy that thing that's going to drive him is him being a JUCO guy, being a being like having that chip on his shoulder, like to succeed at the next level. That's one of the things that you need, and I think that's going to be something that drives him moving forward. So we
1: shall we shall see uh, if the NFL is as love with, in love with him as you are. Then you know my. My rankings on him is going to change. Obviously, the draft is
0: is a huge component. So, is I, component. Not I think he's movement, so I think he's going to be a day two guy.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's probably where most people are are projecting him right now. So.
0: All right. So that's my number fifteen. Who do you have at fifteen?
1: Ooh. I have Zach Moss, running back from Utah. Okay. Okay. Um. I, dude, I, I liked him a lot. And honestly, the more I watched um, his games, the more I kind of started feeling like uh, maybe I would consider this guy in like a tier two along with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Like, I mean, a little a d- d- further back, obviously. I mean, I, we've got him at 15. We had Hilaire, or I had Hilaire at 10. You had him even higher than that. Um, but I liked what I saw. I mean, dude, he's got like ideal NFL size at 5'10, 222. Um, he runs super violently. I mean, he's a very, very difficult tackle. Um, he's explosive. I feel like he hits the holes very hard, but is patient when he needs to be. Uh, he's got a pretty devastating spin move that he maybe tries to use a little bit too often, but um, slippery and tight spaces. I, you know, In the games, you're watching these guys try and tackle him. You get him completely turned around, and yet he still maintains his balance and his momentum. I, you know, he displays a lot of the traits that I feel like you want to see, um, out of an NFL caliber back. Uh, you know, I, am sure one of the knocks that you're going to have on him, and I don't know where you've got him ranked right now, but, uh, is his lack of, of passing game, uh, output. But he did have an uptick in that in his senior year. And it's like, while he is not like what I would consider a route running running back, I do thought that he looked pretty natural, uh, catching the football. And so that's something that I'm not overly concerned about his ability to do at the next level.
0: Yeah, we've uh, we've got a pretty g- big gap here um, on him. Where where do you have him? <laughs> I actually have him at twenty three, and, uh, and 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 I have two other running backs in front of him. Um, I
1: that I I feel like I would love to guess right now who those two running backs are. By the way, but I you know I guess we'll just let it, we'll let it unfold. But I think I've got a pretty good idea. And I think I've got good ideas why I and I get it. He's not like um, a super fast. Sexy. I mean, whatever. My, I'll, I'll throw out my numbers here. I'm thinking he's going to run like uh, four, five, three, four, five, five, like mid four fives. But I do think he'll jump something more like a 37 inch vertical. I, he looks explosive to me on tape. So,
0: so I I uh, see I see that explosiveness, man. Like he is he is like powerful. He's really tough to tackle. Downhill runner. Um, that top end speed. I I I think he's closer to like the four six range. Um, like
1: four six even that's, because that's splitting hairs between like a mid four fives and a four six.
0: Um, <clears throat> yes and no that that's kind of like a, a, a cutoff point really like for me for me with athleticism that um can be problematic. I mean, dude, this guy was getting chased down by linebackers in in the, in the Pac twelve, so that was that was a problem for me that I was seeing repeatedly where he would find the hole. He would make his way through it, and then he would get chased down by a linebacker. And, and we're not talking SEC. We're talking Pac-12. So that that concerned me a little bit. But, I mean, I've got here, you know, built like an NFL running back. I mean, when, when we talk about the size that he has, this is the exact kind of player that I know um, we, we look for. I mean, you know, in the 220 range, like, that's, that's great. Um, he was given a chance to catch passes. I mean, he had he had great production. He went over a thousand yards all like three years. He's he's legit. I mean, um, I just uh, there was something about his his like top end speed the way the way that I saw him, kind of like after after he broke through the hole that uh, that that really started to concern me, and um, is why the other guys I have in front of him I have in front of him and and you know what, man, like again, once we get to the combine that that may be something that changes you know that that we see him in in the four fives and that changes my mind about him um but but really um i I do i echo a lot of the thoughts that you have it's just a difference in athleticism or that top end speed for me that that knocks him down um you know further further in my rankings but um all, all in all, I mean, a, a good player, a, definitely a second round player. I I just don't have him, um, you know, as, as high up on the board as you do.
1: That's fair. I, no, and that's totally fair, man. This the speed is definitely a concern. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily see like that like extra gear, breakaway speed type of speed. I you know, at the end of the day, and yes, we will see what he actually runs at the combine. You know, there have been some guys that have come into the league that like Kareem Hunt, you know, ran a four six two, and so it's like that's not necessarily a death now. And then maybe you'd make an argument. The Kareem Hunt has like actual long speed, but, um, I don't, I don't know whether that's true or not. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. This is a guy that for sure, I agree with you. Uh, will need to be revisited post combine. Um, it, it's going to make a difference. So,
0: you know, um, <clears throat> with the difference that we have in the, in the, in these top end, you know, the, the these two running backs that we have, we have in the front here, you know, Benjamin and, 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 and Zach, um, in Zach Moss. You want to, you want to make a bet? Oh
1: shit. Put on, me, okay. Lay out some, lay out some terms for me here. And, and what is the bet going to be on who, what?
0: So I, I don't, Go- I don't know if we do this, if there's like two, two parts to this bet on, um, you know, who goes higher in the NFL draft and then, you know, who has a more productive rookie season but um I mean, you know, <clears throat> the size, the size and athleticism difference, you and I are like very different on 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 Zach Moss and, and Eno Benjamin in, in, in that way. And and I, I I really do do feel that that confident about him. Um I may be I mean, I know that I'm low on 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 Zach Moss right now, but uh, I think that, you know, some sort of of, of little wager um Maybe maybe where these guys are at consensus post combine will will be our first milestone. I don't know. But uh okay. I like dude throw throw
1: out some terms here because at the end of the day it's like
0: yeah, yeah, I am I'm 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 probably interested. I'm probably interested. All right, who gets drafted higher? Okay. And then who has a better rookie season? Producer Tim. Take down Bet number one. Bet number one. What,
1: what are going to be the terms of this? Or is this to be agreed upon later? We'll figure this out. We'll make this a recurring thing. I think this should be the first thing that we yeah. disagree on.
0: Yeah, this, is, this should be a, a real, yeah, a, a more recurring thing, especially once um, we, get, we get going over time. But I think it is, it is something that um, you know, can, can be a way for, for us to, to tr- track things over time. So. Agreed. Um. Yeah, still, still like Zach Moss. Still have him in the second round. Uh, for for me in, in in rookie drafts, just uh, just just have him a little bit later. So
1: that's fine. And dude, some of it for me too is the running back scarcity in this draft. Like you know, you had mentioned you've got two guys ahead of him. Obviously, you have him at the back end. That means you've got three running backs in the second round, basically. You know, and I, I'm sitting in a position where I've got two running backs in the second round. So there is going to be some positional scarcity through the rest of this draft. And like, yeah, there's there's some bangers that go in the first round. <coughs> but eventually, you know, when you get to this point here, if you still need running back help, there there may need to be a little bit of reaching that goes on. Not not that I'm saying necessarily that I feel like taking Zach Moss at 15 is reaching. I don't think it is at all. I, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going earlier um, just because of the scarcity of, of – I love the like the actual well, depth of running back for this class,
0: and I actually have four because because you know Benjamin, um, and okay. then and then okay. my other two. That's and, right, and Zach Moss. That's but, right, yeah. that's right, that's right. Yep. Um. So, an, anything else that you want to add on him?
1: Nope. I think that, I think we're good.
0: All right. Um. So my sixteen is Tyler Johnson. So okay. um. I don't think there's any point in me going on to my seventeen, and uh, and and you should probably go ahead and handle yours next.
1: Okay, I could do that. Um, my sixteen is Joe Burrow, quarterback from LSU. Oh, okay, dude. Are we gonna? Are we, we're not gonna agree on anything tonight. I have, I have, I have this feeling. Um, we aren't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, as far as Joe Burrow, the player goes, uh, he was absolutely incredible this past year, and and was the key to LSU's national championship run. Um, uh, you know, the stats that he put up this year are like, you know, one of the best college seasons we've ever seen. He had like 5,671 yards, 60 touchdowns on six interceptions. And he did that with a 76.3 completion percentage. And like I have, I have brought up in the, in the past when discussions that you and I have had about the quarterback position, like how much of an indicator I feel like the completion percentage is. And uh, that one is like off the chart. So it, you know, every game that you watch him, he's just fucking dealing, man. Dropping balls exactly where they need to be. And uh, he had a great cast of guys to work with. Um, but he was absolutely special this year. And, like, uh, he's got the, the kind of swag that I want in a quarterback. And I just – I think he's going to be um, a stud at the next level. And so I, you know, understand that, yes, he's going to be going to the Bengals most likely. I think he's he's a pretty locked and loaded number one overall pick. Um, and there's some – concerns there uh just like what whatever with the organization the franchise itself and whether or not they'll be able to build around him appropriately or will they destroy him but um for the most part man that's a that's a bet that i would be willing to take on a guy that i think has the level of talent that he has
0: i agree man he's my number one quarterback he um you know if we talk about superplex value probably the 101 in superflex drafts right like when, when we're talking about quarterbacks and superflex he's as the top quarterback, probably the clear-cut number one pick in in superflex rookie drafts. But I um, just when we're talking about your standard dynasty leagues with one quarterback, I just don't value quarterbacks in that way, and I actually have him down at at twenty two. So I'm going to echo twenty two. All- yes,
1: James, I. Okay, I understand devaluing the quarterback position in one QBs. You will get zero shares of Joe Burrow at, at 22. He will be there zero times in, like, zero of your drafts. And, like, the quarterback position is funny because it's one of the ones that depends the least amount on uh, the athletic testing – um, and, and because we already pretty well know where he's going to go in the draft, I already kind of know exactly where he should fall in rookie drafts. And honestly, the ranking that I have him at at 16 is probably still criminal. I, I bet he goes earlier than that in in most rookie drafts. 22, and
0: I'm, he I'm, will never be there. No, I'm I'm okay with that. I I don't. Yeah. Um, you know, I I will not when I'm when I'm drafting in the early part of the second round. I want to get a skill position player with the upside. Of, of, of being a, a top dynasty asset. And, and when I look at a quarterback, I just know that they're never going to be the, the, the top-tier dynasty asset. I mean, when you when look at, at trades that we're trying to make in leagues, um, when you're trading a quarterback, you're rarely going to get the skill position player that you want in return for that player just because of that that value difference in in the 1z positions so um, I and mean, that's
1: fine. And if your philosophy is trade for quarterbacks, you know, because they're devalued, and then I, I understand that. I mean, for, for me, some of it comes down to when you're sitting there at this point in the second round, like early mid second round, you know, the, the number of sure things that are left on the board are like down to just a couple. And they're the quarterbacks. You know, they're these guys that we already know are going to be first round picks, like at the very top of the first round picks. And, you know, we've seen well enough of their production in college where it's like, yeah, man, this guy's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL and at the very least get the opportunity. I'm not going to say everybody translates, obviously, but um, that's true about all of the skill position players, even the guys in the very top end of the draft. So, you know, for me, if if you're looking for a guy that is like is is like a locked in like, yeah, dude, this guy is going to be a good NFL player. You're not going to find a better guy than the quarterbacks at this point in the draft. So I, I think that's a lot of the philosophy and I understand where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, no dif- difference in 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 philosophies, and that's that's something that we'll get to uh, later on in in these in these podcasts in our in our team building philosophies and our drafting philosophies. Uh, but for me, um, you know, generally you only have one pick in the second round, and if you're drafting early in the second round too, you probably your team isn't very good. And the players that you need to be loading up on are the skill position players, and the, and those are those are the value um that that you're going to be getting. Um, this leads me to my next point, though, like how many how many other quarterbacks do you have? like well, you know we don't we don't need to get to them, but like do you have any other ones that that land here in the second round for you?
1: Oh, oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean dude there we'll we'll talk about more quarterbacks before the end of this episode.
0: Wow, okay. And then, uh, and then tight ends, not like this isn't a year for tight ends, obviously. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to necessarily, are you going to ask
1: about all the positions? I don't, I don't want to necessarily give away all of it, but yes, I mean, you know, as far as tight ends go, dude, I, I looked at the top guys and no, I don't, I don't have any of them in the second round of me. I'm sure we'll talk about some of them in the third round, but yeah, as you kind of mentioned, I do not view this as a tight end class, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, um, okay. Yeah, and then, um, you know, again, more more like draft philosophy, team building stuff um, will we'll come later on in, in podcasts, so that's that's something for the listeners to look forward to. Um, anything else you want to add on, uh, on Joe Burrow? I, I do also just devil's advocate, kind of want to be a dick and just point out one year of production. Just, sure,
1: I mean, you know, and, and that's fine. And like, I do have that written down here because really, like, if you're going to list the negatives, like the list starts there and ends there. Um, and like, I would, I I would consider that to be more concerning had he not been as good as he was, but it's like, you know, pretty much every game he was dominating. Clearly he had, he has kind of made the jump to this next level. And um, I think that, you know, there's, there's very little doubts in my mind, the quality of player that you're getting with him. So
0: fair enough. All right. So 17, I think you've got 17. All right. I'll start it off. So, this is really the range like again i'm I'm thinking like we're 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 disagreeing on a lot of a lot of things more than more than I thought that we would like this is something that like every off season we go through these these conversations really together and not separately uh which is which is what has made like this experience really really fun um and also slightly disheartening but um,
1: yeah, I, I am like pretty surprised at like some of the d- discrepancy we've got so far with these guys, but uh, most, most I of that's think, based
0: around athleticism though. And and like the, the difference that we, that we, that we, that we see around a- athleticism. Yeah. Um, but at 17, I have, uh, Devin Duvernay, wide receiver, oh. Texas.
1: Fuck off, James. Wait, we're this not, not going to disagree on this. <clears throat> no, dude. I am actually I border borderline furious that, that you have him that high. I, uh, you can ask Tim. I've been making him watch, like, Devin Duvernay tape, like, for the last, like, several days, like, over and over again. Because I, like, keep questioning myself. I was like, dude, am, I, am I seeing this right? Am I seeing this right? Because, like, I, I, I did not see anybody else that is, like, overly hyped on this guy. Um, but, you like, I I well I don't know. He's your guy. Then the, this is obnoxious that you, you have picked him before me. But um, <laughs> why, why, don't, uh, why don't you lay it out there? I'll weigh, I'll weigh more in on my thoughts. I've got thoughts.
0: So, uh, so yeah, one thing to say off the top here is that uh, one of my best friends out here in Arizona is a UT grad, and, uh, and he forces me to, to watch UT games with him on, on Saturdays. So, um, so I've seen a lot of Texas, and, and this guy just, just kept jumping off the screen for me. You know, this was supposed to be the big wide receivers at UT and, and Colin Johnson, and, and these were the guys that were the prospects. But every time I was watching these games, I was like, man, who is this slot guy? Um, he's built like a running back. Again, we're, we're going back to that archetype I was talking about with, with Brandon Ayuk. I love, love these wide receivers that are built like running backs. That are able Dude, to, is, to run. He is like people. an actual
1: running back though. He's just like five what 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 is it?
0: 511 like Two hundred and
1: ten pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's like an actual 2'10. running back size. He looks yeah. like a running back out there.
0: Yeah. He's not afraid to go into traffic. Um, he's got good hands. He was really productive this year. Uh, you know, probably late breakout age. I'll, I'll let you know you have those numbers. I can get that from you here. But like this year had, had an awesome season. Um uh, he tracks the ball well deep. He is explosive and athletic. I mean, the thing that I kept seeing with him was they would just keep running these slant routes to him, and then he would just take them to the house. And like safeties would try to, they would think they were taking the path to meet him, and every time they he would just make them look stupid. Um, so I've seen a lot, a lot from him. Um, and let me let me just pull up. Where he was at? His stats this year, he got over a hundred passes. One hundred six for for thirteen eighty six and nine, um, and that's just he had
1: he had twelve catches in that LSU game. Twelve catches against LSU for one hundred fifty four yards and two touchdowns. I mean he he lit them up, and yes, dude, like they went to him over and over and over again.
0: Yeah. Uh, what um, else?
1: What else? Do you, what else? Do you think about him?
0: No, I mean, I, um, I wish he was a better route runner, but that, that's something hopefully he'll be able to clean up in the pros. And then again, you know, the, the one year of production, it late in his college career, I'd like to know why that happened. Um, but otherwise, man, I, I love this guy. I think he's going to be a riser. I'll be really excited to see what he does at the combine and, uh, and, and you know, what, what things look like for him here in the future.
1: Yeah. Well, I again, dude. Uh, <laughs> frust- frustrated that you already you already pulled on him, and like watching him man, I he's super duper exciting. Ball in his hands, definitely exciting. He's super physical, like you said. Um, I I think he's like a, a, an extreme athlete. Also, um, I have a, I'm not sure whether I want to tell you my numbers of what I think he is. Please, please do. Um. Well. Let me let me actually. Instead, I'm going to go off on s- somewhat of a planned tangent here. <laughs> what?
0: Okay, we're doing we're doing we're doing we're doing, new, we're doing new things. I mean, I guess I I threw the bet <laughs> I threw the at you here earlier. So, uh, so you, yeah, 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 you did.
1: Planned tangents. I was I, this. I wasn't actually planning on doing this until the next episode because I thought that I would be the person addressing this guy. But, um,
0: or how familiar are you with the 100 meter? I mean. Track and field, distances. Track and field, yes. You, I, is, that's like the that's like the Olympic one that like Usain Bolt and those guys do, right? Like yeah, dude, it's,
1: it's it's a sprinter, it's a sprinter distance. Okay, for track track and field, correct. Um, I mean, it's like the shortest distance that they run. How much? How much? So, like most of these guys, you know, when we're talking about uh, the guys that look like they've got this extreme athleticism or whatever, big time college players. Um, the guys that are going to be the big time combine performers, it's like they, they most likely ran track and field in high school. Cause they would have been, had like this elite athleticism and, um, you know, like o- oftentimes these guys like, yeah, do like record breaking for their state or their whatever city or whatever type of speed. Um, so those numbers are all out there in existence. And like, I, I think it is an interesting metric to look at, to kind of gauge um a player's speed and obviously there's there's discrepancies that can occur or like growth that can occur athleticism whatever the fuck you want to want to call it between when they're in high school and by the end of their college career and entering the pros um but the numbers are interesting nonetheless um i've got a list here do you do you have a gauge of what like a good fast 100 meter is
0: i mean usain bolt ran in like the nines and that's and that's like world record like yeah, like, that's, that's, care, that's the only thing that that guy does. So like that's stupid. You say that's Bolt stupid. is a
1: horrible, horrible barometer for what is fast because he is like a, literally a lightning bolt. Uh, yeah, he ran in like a 9.5 or a 9.6 or something like that do like unbelievable, unbelievable. Like most, most Olympic runners would be thrilled to get under 10 seconds. Um, you know, you're still considered like incredibly fast and are probably dominating high school track meets and stuff like that if you're running like a 10.6. Or or seven or something like that. Okay. Um, okay. So it's like to just list off a few names here for like guys that are fast or considered fast in the NFL. Marquise Goodwin ran a 10-2-4. Uh, Chris Johnson ran a 10-3-8. Um, and we all know how fast Chris Johnson ran uh, at the Combine. Bo Jackson ran a 10-4-4. um this guy and, and, and
0: Bo Johnson Bo, Bo Jackson's the only guy that's built like this dude
1: Bo Jackson is the only guy that's built like this dude yes from a heightweight standpoint or whatever uh, but yeah Devin, Devin Duvernay he ran a 10 two seven wait this is in high school this is in high school he ran a 10 two seven 10 two seven so like to put this to put this in some further perspective here because like you know we've talked um in the very first episode I believe it was the first episode, and everyone should go back and listen to it. We talked about a guy that we believe is the fastest player in the Strats, and Henry Ruggs. What What do you want to guess? He ran. Uh, don't Don't guess. I'll just tell you. He re, He ran a
0: 10.58. and he looks like he has long speed. Who, who Rugs? Yeah, I mean, like he's like short, well, short yes. like Runner is like insane, but like that, that, that to me tells me that like he's like slowing down yeah. by the time you, you he gets to the end zone. You know,
1: rugs is rugs is one of those guys that has gotten faster since he's been in college. I could almost assure you of that. He's, he is way faster than what, like a 1058 eight, like would translate to, I think in terms of a 40, time. Yeah. I was going to say, he's uh, going to run.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to what we think he's going to run in, in the combine.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I do this, this always like gets get when I like start like talking about speed and who is the fastest player in the league or whatever. I always like, like think about Tyree kill, and, like, because of, you know, his situation in college and whatnot, he didn't actually participate in the Combine. And so there's no, like, like on-the-record time for him. Um, Tyreek Hill ran a 998 in high school.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's funny. There was – I found this article just doing all this research where it's like, John Ross was kind of, like, talking shit about how fast he was and, like, it was, like, challenging Usain Bolt or some r- ridiculous shit – and uh, this other Olympic runner, uh, Christian Coleman, basically like called him out and did like this like recorded thing or whatever, where he ran a forty time, and uh, he ran a four one two. What? Christian Coleman, by the way, his 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 one hundred meter time is nine nine five. And, and like, I want you to just simmer on that for a second with with like <laughs> how fast that could possibly mean that Tyree Hill is like, and I and like I honestly believe Tyree Kill m- might be like so fast that like he runs he could have run in like the four ones, Tyree Kill is so fucking fast. Um, none of the guys they? we're talking about today are Tyree Hill fast. I, I I have like no. officially decided today or or in this class at all, just full stop. So
0: Henry Ruggs doesn't doesn't get close.
1: I, I don't know, man. Henry Ruggs, I think, is going to be is going to be way faster than what that like high school hundred meter time says. But like, yeah, we'll see. He's yeah, he's going to be the he's going to be a four three guys four threes guy for sure. And yeah, man, maybe he'll sneak into the four twos. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited to see him run. But um, I have that is that is like like close bracket on the end of that tangent, and we can we can move on to the next guy uh, that I think you've got in the rankings. It, or or at least should be because of how much I've just talked. What what number are you at uh, in your rankings?
0: So I just did 17.
1: Okay. Well, I have not done 17 then. So yep. my number 17 is Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback from Alabama. Um, which, again, I know you're going to have some disagreements with in terms of where I've got the quarterback's position, but this is another guy that's um, – you know, unlike Burrow has actually had like a, a relatively long successful college career with like a lot of really huge moments, including his own Heisman and um, is unbelievable at many, many things. I, you know, he's an incredibly accurate passer. Uh, He has got a lot of that. It factor, you know, relatively as it matters, at least mobile in the pocket can throw from outside of the pocket. Um, You know, we've seen him perform against the highest level of competition. And, you know, he is a guy that I think is a true gamer And I have every expectation he's going to be successful at the next level. uh, And he will end up going to a better program than Burrow will. I, you know, I think odds, odds right now are probably on that. He'd land in Miami. And I think that that would be a like pretty legit landing spot for him in a place where he could potentially um, thrive as an NFL quarterback. So
0: I, uh, I love Tua. he's my, he's my QB two. I, I don't have him in my, in my top 24. And that's just the that's just the QB value conversation. Again, we, we may revisit this later, and, and and that will change for me. Um, we if we have the super flex conversations, he's probably like one oh six.
1: Oh my God, me. are you serious? First of all, like how much of this has to do with his injury, and like what what do you where, where is your head at on that?
0: No, I mean, dude, again, I have Burrow at twenty two. So like, Tua, well, I understand
1: that. So I understand how that falls for you here. I'm talking more about your 106 that you're talking about for him in Superflex, because in my mind, Tua in Superflex is a, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I i do not know if I'm going to say pretty easy, but he
0: is a one two. So you'd have him above the the running backs and and CD? yeah, man.
1: I mean, you know, you know how valuable the quarterback commodity is in Superflex, and in my yeah. mind, Tua is a guy that I think is going to be a like stud in the NFL and so it's like if you think yeah. that about a quarterback those guys have to go first they have to
0: yeah you're probably right um no I mean the, if the, the injury
1: say, if you did say injury yeah go ahead Tell no the, in, the
0: injury does just, just scare me a little bit but no not not like that much like the guy the guy the guy can can spin it like I mean he's he's unbelievably accurate um with his with I mean the way that he handles himself in the pocket his, uh, his movements, like his manipulation of the pocket is, is, is very impressive. Um, you know, we're, we're past the, the, somebody of his size being unable to be successful at the NFL level, not, not concerned about any of that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, mean there's, size so stuff, he's, dude,
1: he's basically like the size of Mahomes. I mean, an inch shorter, but similarly shorter. thick or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's is one he, inch. He, like, is it just one inch? I feel like shit. he's like
1: six one. He is. he is. Mahomes is like six two.
0: Okay. Um <clears throat> I guess I, I thought Mahomes is like closer to six three. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Mahomes is, is the god. Go Chiefs.
1: Mahomes is a god. It doesn't matter how tall he is.
0: Um I think um I really I really like I really like Tua. Again, this is just a, a difference of um, of, of team building. I mean again, I, I can see myself in certain situations and certainly when I get towards the back end of, of the second round here, that may change. but um, I, I just didn't have it in my top 24. I had, I had too many other skill position players that I was I was really excited about that um, shoving them down because of quarterbacks just isn't um, isn't the value proposition that, that I'm searching for. As as a dynasty owner,
1: I am going to be yeah. No, that's fine. And and like honestly, do some of it for me. I'm a little bit more okay with it in this draft. I am like this second round. The quality of players within here, even despite like our discrepancies between them, I feel like the the second round of this draft is pretty solid. And so I can understand that mentality.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's a pretty legit draft. All right. So does that mean that I get to uh, to my 18 and uh, and 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 final final pick of this podcast? It's a running back. Okay. And his name is Anthony McFarland. (laughs) Okay. From Maryland.
1: Oh, I'm familiar. Yep.
0: Your laughter, I don't know if that's because you don't have him in your top 24 or because you expected him to be somebody that I was high on, or maybe both. Option C. Okay. It's great. Um, but no dude, I,
1: I, I'm excited to talk about him and, and but like let's 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 hear your spiel. Pitch me on Anthony McFarland.
0: <clears throat> so his speed and athleticism is great, man. He's somebody who broke out as a freshman at Maryland. Uh, he has he has good vision, he is shifty and and hard to tackle. Um, at, at 5'9 203. Um he's he's right on that borderline of of size for uh for I have I have
1: by the way five nine one ninety eight I'm just gonna throw that out there right now but yeah five nine one ninety eight go ahead
0: okay okay um so <clears throat> a part of this is also tread on the tires so he's was just a redshirt sophomore and declared um but his freshman year broke out for um over a thousand yards and seven point nine yards per carry I'd love to see him get more work in the passing game, uh, but from everything that I saw, he was a smooth pass catcher and excelled at that, um, but it's his athleticism that's, that's really going to drive him at the next level. So um, I'm excited about him, you know, kind of at, at Maryland, sort of, you know, not, not really, like, on the radar. Uh, I think he'll be an early day three pick and, uh, and will be a steal. For for uh, for whatever team ends up with him,
1: early day three, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, fourth fourth okay. fifth round.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I you know with the running backs, especially, I'm gonna have a similar problem with him that I have with Eno Benjamin. Um, and uh, it's just the size is not is not like there for me when we're talking about a guy that. In my mind, is going to get the touch load that is going to make him <clears throat> the caliber of back that you're going to want to play every single week, and um, his athleticism. I dude, I agree with you. He's he like pops. I you know I think he's going to be like you know a mid four threes type of guy. He's like incredibly fast, um, great vision. I like he executes everything at full speed. Um, you know he, whether or whether or not the 198 or two Oh three or whatever it is as a playable weight, it doesn't guarantee that that guy plays at that weight or plays like it's heavier. I mean, dude, some guys go down easier on contact. This guy goes down easier on contact. And that, that is like my biggest beef when I was watching his films, it's like, it doesn't take a whole hell of a lot to bring him down.
0: Um, I saw something different. Smart. I saw something different. I mean, I saw him fighting, fighting through tackles. Um, and also he's five, nine man. So like that, that 203 or 198 like that's that's thicker for him um at at that size okay maybe so, maybe that's
1: thicker for him i like but again i would ask you like who are you going to point to and say oh look at this guy they're that size they, they've been successful or they were they were a stud fantasy player for any any period of substance
0: yeah no put put me on the spot on that um i do need to do more research on those guys that are around the 200 weight and, uh, and and the success of those guys again. I, I mean, I mean, Devin Singletary. I, I pointed to earlier. Like, and and this guy is, is way more explosive in athleticism okay. athletic than than uh, than Singletary is. And so, you know, I think that um, I think that the NFL is getting more open, more. It is it is creating the opportunity for people that are more athletic. And, and can win in space compared to those that um, more, were more grinders and, and, and needed the size. I mean, they've, it's consistently been making rule changes and things to to shift towards that. And, uh, and I think you could see um, guys like this that, uh, again, if he had more pass-catching production – I mean that would he would be skyrocketing up my board like in in a crazy way. Oh yeah, um, and that's that's the one thing that you that I think you can point to. But um, and he's he's had some injury concerns, but I think I think this guy is electric. I think he's going to have value, and um, if he goes early day three, also like that you know there's the draft capital invested to buy some team that uh, that could really make use of this guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I agree with you. I think there's going to be there's going to be plenty of elements of this kid's game that are going to translate to the next level, and he's going to make big plays at the next level. That that is a given, you know. for For me, though, the question is is it going to ever be consistent for fantasy purposes? Um, and and is he ever going to get the touch load or whatever that is going to be required for him to actually be a consistent producer? And yeah, I, my my fear right now is is at his current size, I the answer to that's going to be no. And I don't know how much you looked into like the actual box scores on him throughout the season. Um, and you mentioned he had a 7.9 average, uh, but like, dude, there were a ton of these games where he had like single digit touches or like low double digit touches. And it's like, it's not, it's never confidence inspiring when your college team uh, isn't wanting to put you out there for like a full bevy of touches, despite like his obvious explosive set. Um, you know, so I, that, that would be my chief concern with him. And again, I, you know, I think that's a difference between you and I, again, here is it's like, for me, there's definitely a size threshold for the running backs that I want. I want a guy who like get given an opportunity kind of thing could at least check the bare minimum boxes to be like a guy that could seize a three down workload. And you know, when you're like in the sub 200 range, you, you need to be like a very, very, very special breed of back for that to be the case. And like in the modern NFL, I it's, 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 it's so difficult. I, you know, as to maybe be
0: impossible. So, yeah, I mean, uh, again, like this this last year with him, whatever he in in both seasons he averaged over ten touches a game. Um, closer to eleven, twelve in 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 both of them. So, um, and really, you know, Maryland's football program is not the most well run ship currently. So I'm not, I'm not going to hold that against him. Fair enough. So who do you have at 18?
1: At 18, I have Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver USC. <laughs> and, I, and I'm guessing he's like not in your top 24 or something along those lines.
0: Uh, yeah, but um, I understand. Again, these, these are philosophy differences.
1: So you was that a yes, he's not in your top twenty-four? Correct. Okay. Um I mean, and that's fair. These are these are some philosophy differences. Um I mean, dude, another big strong guy. I you know, I'm not gonna necessarily throw the fast moniker around with him, but um
0: Not not fast. I mean, don't don't throw the fast no, moniker around. He's not fast.
1: He's not fast. Um six four two sixteen. 216. Um, so huge dude. I mean, he's got incredible length, huge wingspan, um, big hands. I honestly feel like he moves around pretty easy for a guy his size. He like, cause he looks like he's like almost tight end size out there, but, but moves, moves like a, uh, like a wide receiver makes a ton of plays deep. Uh, I think he's an awesome deep thread. He's a great, great at high pointing the football and uh, using his arms to his advantage. Um, I, yeah, he's obviously not going to break away from you, but I do think he has like with that long stride when he gets going, he has at least functional deep speed enough to, to be a deep threat on people. I mean, he obviously was, uh, throughout most of his career for USC. I actually thought that he looked pretty good when he was running his routes. And, um, dude, I think I like, I think he's a gamer. I think he's a guy that has like a, like a bulldog type of mentality or whatever. And I, I think when he gets into the NFL, he, uh, is, is a guy that, has, has all of the right traits to be successful.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> lacking the athleticism that he does, he, uh, he actually is still able to create separation late in the route, which is, which is really impressive. Um, he's an excellent route runner for, for somebody his size. Like, you don't, you don't see people that are this big be able to, to run routes in the way that he does um and like you said he can high point the ball and uh and is and is good as a deep threat so um i you know he's probably somebody that will end up at like 25 26 for me i just uh i just i just didn't have him in my top 24 uh there were there were other people that i that i was more excited about um <laughs> when you when you talk about you know seeing somebody as a number 1 wide receiver i just don't i don't see michael Pittman ever being a number 1 wide receiver in the nfl and I could. uh and i could
1: like honestly dude there was there there were shades especially when you talk about his inside game and stuff like that there were shades of michael thomas from what he had going on or at least get he's the, the type fuck of player who out of see.
0: here come no, on no, no.
1: there he is at least the type of player who i could see trying to be utilized in a similar role
0: okay Agree, agree to disagree. There, um, I, I don't, I don't like, you know, Michael Thomas. That's that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a strong fucking name to throw around.
1: I said shades of. Okay. <laughs> it's like a, don't okay. don't take that to mean that I think he's the next Michael Thomas. I,
0: know, I, I okay, um, yeah, yeah. Got to got to be careful with that name. You know how close that that name is to my heart. So, but uh, but I you know I I again I can see, and and he's somebody who. Um, again we we keep talking about athleticism testing but you know once he gets to the combine we, we see what he does uh you know everybody by all accounts he did well at the senior bowl made himself some money there so mm-hmm. um you know he's he he is somebody who 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 could be a riser um but just isn't isn't the uh the the prototype of uh, of wide receiver that i that i look dude, for these days this is so
1: funny so. to me because like we're literally sitting here and you're like telling me to get michael thomas's mouth or a name out of my mouth and yet like at the same time you're sitting there and you like say well that's not like the you know the archetype of wide receiver that i'm looking for it's like yeah no dude michael thomas is like a not very fast big tall good route runner like lengthy type of guy you know I'm not again I'm not trying to sit there and say that, that that like this guy is Michael Thomas. I'm just trying to sit there and say that he is definitely of that kind of archetype. I'm sure somebody's going to look at him and think that's how I would want to deploy him.
0: Yeah, maybe um I mean I don't I don't know where Michael Thomas stands at now. I think he's closer to like the 62 range 63. Um so yeah, maybe I mean he's just He's just special, and that was that was matching with with Drew Brees too. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe Michael Pittman lands in a maybe Michael Pittman gets paired with like a Tua, and, and the, the two of those guys, you know, run run the league. And then and then I've I've got to eat some crow here. I just um, I don't see him like winning as much on those on those like shorter routes. Like he's an excellent route runner, but most of those are 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 deeper routes. They're not like the shorter um, the shorter type routes that, that Michael Thomas runs. Um, they're they're different uh, in the in the in the Pittmans going deep more and, and catching more fades and, and things like that compared to more technical type things that, that Michael Thomas does. And that's and that's that's a that's a you know a pretty big difference to me.
1: Agree agree to disagree. I mean, like, I feel, I feel like he ran, uh, yeah, uh, plenty of routes that were in like the mid to short areas, crossing inside the field. And I'm not going to sit there and say that that was like, yes, that his route tree is like identical to Michael Thomas's or something like that. Again, yeah, I feel like you zoned in on this, and maybe, maybe now I've committed to it too much. But it's like get the Michael Thomas out of your mind or whatever. This is a different guy, uh, different skill set. But but yeah, um, I like him
0: so. All right. Well, that hits uh, thirteen through eighteen for both of us, right? Do it you does. want Do yep. you want to just do uh, a quick recap, and then sure. uh, and then we'll, we'll sign off to the people and and get um, sure. going on the next episode? So sure, uh, sounds good. So for me, at uh, at thirteen, I have you know Benjamin, running back, Arizona State. Fourteen, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. 15, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, Arizona State. 16, Tyler Johnson, wide receiver, Minnesota. 17, Devin Duvernay, wide receiver, Texas. And 18, Anthony McFarland, running back, Maryland.
1: And I had number 13, Tyler Johnson. Number 14, Brian Edwards. Number 15, Zach Moss. Number 16, Joe Burrow. 17, Tua Tagavailoa, and then number 18, Michael Pittman Jr.
0: Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Off the Rails podcast where we covered 13 through 18. Uh, on the next episode, we'll be covering the second half of the second round, rankings 19 through 24. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And we look forward to uh, to giving you more content here in the future. Thanks for listening.